All right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. In fact, it is the Friday Eve edition of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. So yesterday was National Hot Dog Day, if I'm not mistaken. And I know I've mentioned this before, but I think it probably is a good idea to bring it back around again because it's easy to forget about it, uh, but it's best to call attention to it on a regular basis because it is so important. Ketchup does not belong on a hot dog. Mustard, yes. Relish, yes. Sauerkraut, Yes. Onions, yes. Chili, yes. Ketchup, no. Okay? Rules to live by. If if you want to do it the right way, if you want to be correct, if you want to be right with the world, that is the way to eat. To consume a hot dog is no ketchup. No way, no how, nowhere near it. And I would also venture to say that it would be the same case for the, the brat, okay? Um, any type of hot dog, brat, anything of the sort, that's the case, okay? No questions asked, no debate. That's the way it is, okay? And it should be illegal, to consume, to eat hot dog with ketchup on it. Just saying. So that is that is very important. I want to bring that up. I'm, I'm going to do that from time to time just as a good reminder to everyone that that is the case. I find it interesting, moving on off of that topic, I find it interesting that, you know, there's some people... I guess are self-proclaimed or fancy themselves as being a disruptor. You know, they say that they're a disruptor, um, but in reality, they're they're really they're really not. Uh, and then if somebody comes along in a, a disruptive manner or calls out something or creates some disruption, then they act like that person is is the plague and and um, or others that necessarily aren't proclaiming themselves as being disruptors, but uh, anytime that there is something that is disruptive, um, you know, they kind of act funny about it, kind of, I guess, you know, become uh, anti-whatever that of that individual. And, I, and in, specifically in reference to LinkedIn, um, you know, sp- you know, when especially when you're making comments within an industry, <clears throat> and then I won't go into great details at this time today, but or in this episode, but maybe down the road at, at some point. But um, previously, had made, uh, I know, I'd made some comments a while back concerning some activity within um, the industry, uh, trucking industry, specifically related to um, training and and practices of, of, of around. Uh, I guess you call them like uh, driving schools, 
contract training for trucking companies, helping people get their CDLs. And it's just kind of funny how you kind of shunned uh, sometime amongst individuals when you call out something in that matter. And I think for me, <clears throat> in in an industry where, and in, in any industry, I don't think that everything is perfect. I don't think things are hundred percent the way they should be. And there's always opportunities and room for improvement. Okay. Um, but I think in, when you're trying to, um, improve image or you're trying to promote an industry, if you're trying to, um, encourage folks to enter it, then I think it, um, bodes well to, and it behooves those involved to, to call out wrongs and to make improvements where improvements can be made across the board. Uh, Not everybody is involved in the practice uh, and negative or or have a negative impact, Uh, but everyone can um, bring light to it and, you know, point it out. And I've I've talked about this, I believe, in a previous episodes um, where when I first broke into the industry back in the late 90s, um, some of the driving schools and the lending institutions that they're working at were charging, you know, upwards of 23, 24%, 25% interest on these loans for individuals to go into driving school. Why did they do that? Because they were trying to recoup their costs of those that defaulted on the loan. Okay. You know, and at that time, you know, that was a common practice. And not saying that that is right, and, and definitely not right, uh, but for them, I guess, to foray into that um, opportunity to try to help some people out, they were going to have to do that to recoup their cost. And so that was just an example of some of the things. Now, that's um, you know not, as far as I know, not the same practice that it is today, but there are similar things that go on. Uh, and it's just widely, I guess, widely acceptable or calling it out is, is not, is frowned upon, I guess you can say, because it kind of sheds a bad light on the industry. And I say, you know, that's wrong. If, if you're really, truly trying to encourage folks to enter into an industry, into a sector, into a career, uh, no matter what it is that, that you can't, you can't always look at it through rose-colored glasses. You have to look at the reality and the truth of the matter and call out then opportunities when you see some things that could have a negative impact on those outside the industry's impression upon that industry. And why, if you have many folks who have a bad experience um, going through that process and experiencing that, what are they likely to do? They're likely to go out and say, Hey, you know, don't enter this in, in, in these type of deals because, uh, don't get into this, this industry because of this. And it's hard enough time as it is to get people to enter the industry, uh, or I should say stay within the industry because of all, um, the factors that are at play there on a regular basis that can have a negative impact on an individual why not go and look at some of these up things and address them, make changes, improve upon it, 
so that that candidate's experience when they come into the industry, when that when that outsider comes into the industry and goes through that process to get their CDL, it's it's smooth. It's it's positive. Granted, I know, and and I, and I believe I addressed that before. There are people that are going to be um, have a nefarious, I, I guess, um, or act in a nefarious way, I should say. And their intention was never to um, uphold their obligation or their end of the of the of the contract, and and it, that happens. And at some point, there needs you're right. There has to be a recourse, but also on the other side of that equation, there needs to be that other that the that the company lives lives up to their end of the bargain also. And if they don't, then that person should be able to to, to release themselves from that contract. If that if that company does not live up to what they claim that they want to live up to based on that contract, and so I think that's where there's that deficiency. That's where there's room for improvement, and people don't want to hear that. At least the ones that I've um, kind of addressed the issue to or posted, uh, you know, posted that type of uh, question to them or comment, and you know, trying to garner some kind of reaction. Of hey, you know what improvements can be and need to be made. So we'll see. But it's just funny, again, how that people want to um, quote unquote say they want to embrace change or embrace those disruption or encourage that, and then when it actually happens, and they kind of get all upset and and um, disappointed in you because you you know you call it call it what it is. And finally, today, we're going to discuss a little bit about the uh, upcoming bike ride across Iowa. It's a big bike ride across Iowa, and that starts uh, Sunday, runs through Saturday. It starts in the um, western part of the state, goes to the eastern part, and it's a great time. I think I've talked about this before, um, but it's a great time. It's a great opportunity for cyclists to get out and ride every day and cover a lot of um territory and it's pretty aggressive uh for some that um want to be able to, to do that i've yet to do that it's kind of a goal for me to be able to do that someday on the on the bicycle not the motorcycle that's uh going by with a very loud muffler today uh but to to pedal your way across the state i think that'd be interesting and fun um So it's it's just one of those challenges, though, uh, to be able to train for something like that. And I think that's what's fun for me is that even though that, uh, you know, you're only going to ride for a couple of days, maybe um, it's just encouraging to train and have that goal that you put out there to encourage you to get out and get the exercise training and and uh, plans that you need to make it um, make that process feasible and as less painful as possible. And so anything, I'd encourage you anytime that you have something like that, you can put out there. It's not, you know, I know it's not a race. I'm not going to race. Um, but, but I want, you know, it's nice to have that carrot out there that you're trying to get to, that goal that you're trying to get to, and something to challenge yourself to be better. And so if you have like something like that, um, then you can uh, set yourself up hopefully for success. And if not, if you don't meet that goal or, or meet that um, 
that end goal that you're trying to reach, uh, then you know that you can go back and reassess it and move forward from there. And, and failing is okay. Failing in that process is okay. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, hopefully have a couple of uh, reports from it, not uh, immediately, but in upcoming episodes, kind of the, the sights and the sounds. It's really, to me, it's just a, it's a rolling um, adult daycare or, or adult summer camp. Uh, it's a it's a rolling um, a good time uh, from town to town and get a chance to to ride through some uh, roads that uh, normally you wouldn't necessarily ride on uh, a bike on um, slow things down a little bit and kind of enjoy the Iris Iowa scenery. So I look forward to having some of those coming up in in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, stay healthy, stay safe, be well.